Before we start this video, Crashdown issue number two debuts this week on Wednesday at a comic shop near you. So make sure you pick it up. And if you missed out on it or you can't find it and you've depleted all other resources to support an LCS, because that's what I'm asking you to do. Go buy it from a comic shop. And if you can't, Comic-Tom101.store. We have all the issues there as well. And the day of this release is the last day to pre-order issue number three. Please support our first story we've ever written. It's a horror sci-fi with living horror legend, Ben Templesmith. Yeah, get on the phone to your LCS person and bug them. Call them a whole bunch and tell them, probably, preferably after the deadline, and ask them if they can order it for you. Just kidding. Do it before. That's what deadlines are for. That's what pre-ordering's for. Please support our book. It would mean a lot. Let's get into it. The 10 hottest selling trending comics this week and number 10 on the list sold out at our LCS. The buzz this week about Edge of Spider-Verse number one was absolutely real and we completely and totally sold out of cover A. So I love it when Marvel does this thing where they send us a secret variant, which is what we see at number 10. Number 10 on the list, Edge of Spider-Verse number one, the secret variant, one per store, although some of you that get stuff from Penguin and Diamond may have gotten two of them. $40 average sales and $60 high sales for a raw. This book went crazy. We sold every single copy of cover A and B off the shelf, so it is awesome that we had another great secret variant to sell. We have a first appearance of a Spider-meets-Wolverine character. I need to read the comic book still, full disclosure, but the issue does debut a Weapon 8. I guess that is part of the fun of these Spider-Verse comics, is they do feature like character mashups of different characters from different universes. You really don't know what to expect when you crack open one of these. I'm really interested in this book because of the cover artist who I'm aware of from the book The Call from Image with Kelly Thompson. We're talking about Mattia De Elius. I know I said that wrong. I am so sorry. Your, your art's great, though. I'm a big fan of The Call. I'm especially a big fan of the art on this Spider-Man cover, and I would want one for myself, even just for the cover, but I might wait until hopefully the price comes down in a little bit. Considering we have two different distributors sending these out as a one per store, that means a lot of stores are now getting two, so safe to say there's between four and maybe 6,000 copies of this book that actually went to press. Yeah, it's hitting upwards of 60 Probably chilling around $40. Be a little patient. You'll probably be able to save a little bit of money on that. Keep an eye out for issue three if new characters are your jam because it looks like we're going to be seeing a debut of another Spider character, Star Spider. Hit the like and subscribe. We've been doing this video for nearly six years and we'll keep you up to date on this rapidly moving marketplace. And number nine on the list is World Tree number one, James Tynan the fourth, seeing $4 average sales and a pretty strong 9.8. Creeping up towards that $80 marker because of spec, eh, kind of. They made a lot of copies of this book. This is a 113% increase in copies sold this week. And keep in mind that the one on the list is the corrected version. For those of you that remember, copies of World Tree Number 1 were sent out to shops and immediately recalled because they were too dark. They sent out the same quantity that people ordered in a corrected version. Well, if you look at the number that had been graded at a 9.8, more copies of the recalled dark version are available than the corrected version. And that's why we're seeing a movement this week. The other bigger reason we're seeing a movement on this book this week is because it was just announced that James Tynan has founded a new production house He's kind of upgraded his whole Tiny Onion empire that he's been running over on Substack for the last year or two. Now it's becoming Tiny Onion Productions. It's this whole big production company shepherding comics from creation to various publishers and probably even doing movie stuff in there, too. It's it's kind of a, a unique thing in the comic world right now, but it does have collectors looking at 
various James Tynan properties and speculating on which ones may or may not be hitting the screen soon. Jimmy T has been doing this a lot, changing up ways of distributing comics because he's making comics at different publishing companies. And he even mentions it in the article that it's not the easiest process to do this well. So he's going to team up with a group. He's going to offer services to help push new up-and-coming books outside of the ones that are under his umbrella. But this line is the most intriguing to me. He says that comic marketing is especially difficult right now. How do you get messages out in a fragmented social media space? We have a system that we are going to build and replicate by bringing those skills in from the outside. It sounds like he's going to strive to bring the mainstream in as it pertains to marketing, which we have been saying for years needs to happen for the comic industry to survive. Kudos to James Tynan. I'm all in. World Treat, don't be buying nine eights. Just pick up a $4 cover price book. It's probably a safer bet. There are a lot of other James Tynan books that I would be speculating on. There are, but I, in my opinion, some of the bigger ones have already been optioned. You might have missed the boat on that in terms of like something is killing the children. Or Department, Department of, of Truth. Truth. Exactly. Those are both kind of already being worked on. World Treat at the moment is not currently optioned, so that's not the worst way to look. I would also personally rather check out Nice House on the Lake as a recommendation or even something older like The Woods. Number eight on the list is Fantastic Four Life Story number one. And I told you I would read it and I did. All of it. And it was superb. Mark Russell, kudos. And it's seeing $5 average sales, $50 for a CGC 9.8. And yes, there is spec as it pertains to what era the Fantastic Four, the first Marvel family, will be seen on the screen, you know, in this new MCU that we have for the first time. However, there are some books that are so damn good that at a 9.8, $50 seems like a fair bet. And if it drops to 40 or 30, I would still buy it. And this book has just entered that threshold. It is fantastic. No pun. You guys have been doing this longer than I have, so you might have seen this happen, but this is the first time I've noticed a book like this hitting the trending list two weeks in a row. Like, there's no news. It's not optioned. They're, I guess they're making a Fantastic Four movie, and it might kind of be influenced by this. An increase of 200% in copies sold. I'm thinking they took your advice, Ryan. You said it was one of your favorite reads in the last couple of years. They probably went to their comic shop, couldn't find it, and went to other places and bought it there because the 9-8 price matched this week. That's true. Yeah, the record, the all-time high, it was $50. Someone spent that in September 2021, and that sale was just matched this last week. So I guess that's good news for this book. There are still only nine slabs on the census, though, so find it raw if you can. It's out of canon, so you don't have to read or know any Fantastic Four to enjoy this. And it takes you through the lives of the first Marvel family by the decade. And Galactus is coming, and Reed Richards is losing his mind, and by the end of it, he can't move. You got to read this book. You got to read this book. You got to read everything Mark Russell does. He's he's like in the top tier of writers. Uh, do not sleep on what he is doing. I love the man. He's always doing something new, especially over at AWA, like Rumpus Room just finished. I love that book. Go read that out if you're looking for another recommendation from this writer. We need to move on. We need to move on to a book that I, I love. I love it so much. Spoiler warning, because there's no other way we can talk about this book because it is on here for a reason. If you are a Spawn reader or fan, just skip this whole number because I think the character that we're about to talk about is kind of a spoiler in and of itself. So this is your warning. Brand new this week, Spawn number 350, and we are finding out who is ultimately going to occupy the throne that has been unoccupied since issue number 100. We are talking a ridiculously long run of Spawn. So right now, we have number 7 on the list, Spawn 122, the first appearance of Nyx, who later becomes the She-Spawn. $45 average sales and a CGC 9.8 for $145, which is 
massively down from the all-time high of two sales that were over $1,000 in 2021. This is why you have to hit the subscribe button because we track all the numbers. And if you were to look at one of the main places that numbers get collected for review to individuals to decide if they want to invest, the highest this book ever reached was like $2,500. But a month later, the same certain slabs sold, which means one of two things. The very likelihood that this book actually didn't complete the sale and then was sold the next month for $1,800 cheaper than the reported high sale, or someone bought the book and 30 days later took a bath of $1,800. It didn't sell. Even with that explanation, in 2021, we were seeing multiple sales of this book in a 9.8, over $600, up to, again, $1,053 was the height that we saw that seemed like a legitimate sale. But keep in mind that in 2021, this is when Todd McFarlane came out and issued new spawn. We had the King spawn run. We had the Gunslinger spawn run. We had the Scorched run that had a whole bunch of other spawn stuff happening. So all of these secondary characters that were really big throughout the spawn run started getting their own titles. And that's the reason why I believe in February of 2021, two years ago, we saw this book almost five times the price of what it's going for now. And number six on the list, it's finally happened. The ultimate nullifier, the secret weapon between Marvel and DC. A crossover is happening, and it's placing DC versus Marvel Comics number one on the list. It's hitting $12 average sales, $128 for a CGC 9.8. But it's not happening in the comics in a new way, unfortunately. And it's not happening because of Sir Kate's, unfortunately. It's happening because of the Omnis finally going to press. We've got a 367% increase in copies sold for this issue in anticipation for these Omni reprints coming out later this year. Uh, since these books were all 90s books, I missed them. I would actually kind of like to track down these Omnis and read this stuff for the first time, honestly. You've got the DC versus Marvel Omnibus, which is just one of them. They both come out on the same day, actually, too. We're talking August 6th here. But yeah, the DC versus Marvel Omnibus and then DC Marvel The Amalgam Age Omnibus, which is going to feature all of those kind of like dark claw kind of character mashup one shots that came out so like batman combined with wolverine this is the part that i'm most excited about by the way right so yeah there are two separate omnis so you can kind of pick one or the other or both if you feel like it but yeah they will both drop in august on the same day even owning an lcs i miss stuff there is so much comic book news and it's great to have a singular source that keeps me updated over on the key collector app there is a section called nick's picks and these omnibus were mentioned on that it's a great resource to be able to pull together all of the information that you may have missed in a busy week. Utilize Code Tom 101. You support the show, but you also get access to the app in its entirety. A full two-week free subscription. But 99% of the app is completely free to catalog your comics, learn about key comic books, learn about what's coming, and so much more. Next on the list at number five is Marvel Team Up 65, Henry Cavill moving comics again. And this book has taken a mighty plunge, dare I say. We're seeing $85 average sales. Dude, 382 for a CGC 9.8. This book was over $1,000 for all of 2021. My caveat on that 382 price is that it was on auction. There were only a few bidders, and we have had recent buy it now sales in the $600 to $700 range. That's still massively down from the all time highs we were seeing back in 2022 $1,900. Now, I may happen to have some friends across the pond over in the UK, 
And we may have some rumors that they've been talking about that Henry Cavill's supposed to have been Captain Britain for a while. These are not rumors that are silent everywhere. A lot of people have been talking about it. But there's so much more potential for what Henry Cavill could be. Is that the reason why we're talking about this? Could this be a book that you need to buy? To me, personally, this whole Henry Cavill at Marvel things feels sort of like a kind of vengeful fan casting of, of from people who are a little bitter that his <laughs> like Superman role didn't really pan out and develop the way it should have over the course of the entire Snyder era, in my opinion, at DC. Um, I think you we've seen him kind of fan casted as the century lately, which is just Marvel's version of Superman. So I think that's sort of a, a funny way to kind of stick it to DC for letting go Henry Cavill. But. We've seen also rumors this week that he's going to maybe play Doctor Doom and Captain Britain. So like the, the spec on this character, on this actor, I should say, is sort of all over the place. He's also no longer playing The Witcher and no longer playing Superman. His schedule's pretty clear and wide open. I would love to see him do something at Marvel. We just don't know what. An increase of 400% in copies sold. We were talking about Henry Cavill two weeks ago because of Red Sun. He's going to end up somewhere. It's just, is it going to be... Marvel or DC or both. I mean, next on the list at number four, I don't even know. I've never played this game before. Borderlands number one. I'm so excited. I'm like, okay, so sometimes there are books on here that I just, I don't know. Ryan doesn't know. And I we, we sit down as a team and we're like, okay, so you don't know it. I don't know it. We hope that Russ knows it. And when he came in, we're like, did you see the trailer? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, are you excited? He says, yeah. I'm like, good. You're doing this. You do it. Okay. So I'm not. guys, the book is irrelevant. It doesn't even matter. The I game mean, is really. <laughs> number four on the list, we do have Borderlands Origins number one, right? And this book is selling for a price, but it doesn't even really matter because it's going to move. People are going to be buying it because this movie looks amazing. Shut up, Ryan. I don't even care. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm watching the trailer and I see the racks and I see Moxie and I see we got the siren, we got TNTina. I mean, there is so much fan service. I'm happy. It really looks like Mad Max with a clown makeup job, and I think that's exactly what Borderlands needs to be. I haven't been traditionally too hyped about video game adaptations, but I was a big fan of Mortal Kombat as a kid, mm -hmm. and I also have to say, I really like Twisted Metal, and I didn't think I would like that, and everyone needs to watch it. It's hilarious, and they do the game justice. Think of Super Mario Brothers. Who's not excited to see Zelda? And this is directed by Eli Roth. Jack Black's in it. Kevin Hart's in it. Jamie Lee Curtis is in it. Like, I'm going to have to watch this movie. You guys can go watch it. I think it looks like a soulless mashup between like some from from some executives who watched like a Guardians 3 trailer and decided to take that and mash it together with Mad Max and make some sort of soulless like 15 years too late video game adaptation of a game that sucks. Let's would, move on. I'm going to go watch Guardians of the Galaxy again. And I've already seen Mad Max again this year. So Both great movies. Roast Ryan in the chat and let's talk about number three on the list because this next book is absolutely perpetually relevant and is selling for like cheap number three on the list it's another one of those specs that just won't die ghostwriter number 28 seeing 25 dollar average sales and 142 dollars for cgc 9.8 and i think the last time we reported on this and the last time before that and the last time before that and the last time before that i mean in the last four and a half five six years we've talked about this book numerous times and it's always in the 20 to 25 dollar range with a 9.8 that's like 120 to 150 bucks this is just one of those books that yeah it's kind of worth what it's worth first appearance of midnight suns an increase of copy sold of 250 percent no one's really expecting oscar isaac to reprise the role you know we hope that he will and he was asked about it a few times but 
over the last two weeks, he got very specific about it, and he actually dropped the name Midnight Suns. I thought there was an interesting opportunity with Midnight Suns, you know? And you think about it, you got Blade in the distance, you know Ghost Rider is going to come eventually, and then we have, like, Man-Thing, it's already been on the screen, and Werewolf by Night, and Elsa Bloodstone, and, like, just throw Jon Snow, Black Knight in the mix. Like, this is all a possibility to happen, and we're also not done reporting the news on this. We do have a lot of these characters already established in the MCU, which I think is is good for laying the groundwork or some some sort of Midnight Suns project, but we did hear from two separate leakers this week, both of them sort of seemingly confirming the news, news that uh, Michael Giacchino, the composer from Lost, by the way, uh, who has been turned into director, he directed the Werewolf by Night special, which is amazing. Uh, there's rumors, persistent rumors, that he is cooking up some sort of Midnight Suns project behind the scenes over at Marvel, so fingers crossed. This will be really cool to see. Join the mystery mail call. This is the best way that you can support what we do. We've been doing this video every single week without skipping a beat, rain or shine, sickness, and in health. Till death do us part. We're, we've like got a contractual agreement with our audience. We've basically brought the government into this room with us. We're going to just do it like this. Go to Comiton101.com. Join the community. We made a Chrissy Zulo Edge of Spider-Verse number one cover. I signed a prenup. I'm, I'm excluded from this. <laughs> <laughs> Join the community, and also I got a Venom twenty five Raf Grissetti foil going out one per box too. It's just you keep like, just slipping that in there. That's, it's you so gotta give cool. that its credit. That's a cooler book. And every time you're just like, oh, get a Venom. anyway, moving on. But you like, don't like Weapon Eight? Come on, dude. No, I don't. He got I like his Raph own Gris- variant I like cover. Raph Grissetti, man. They made a, his own variant cover. Is it by the, Raf? It's not by Raf. Then I don't care. Keep shaming Ryan in the chat and join the community. Support what we do. This is our very first Chrissy Zulo cover. We're very excited. And next on the list at number two. You want to talk about butts? Talk about butts? You want to talk about butts? Okay. Number two on the list, Todd McFarlane's <laughs> favorite comic book of all time. Everyone just hit the like, the dislike. Is there still a dislike button? I don't even remember. I think there is. I just don't think it tells you who, how many people just dislike it. I don't look at it anymore. You earned it with this one. This is going to be like our most disliked video ever. But Do I'm... you dislike the new Rogue design? Because I know all those 90s kids that were watching the X-Men back in the day liked her extra curvy and thick. And for some reason, they kind of did away with that. God, I just don't like hearing you say extra curvy or thick. A little gross, but let's keep I, going. But, <laughs> but I think that right there surmises my feeling about this. <laughs> Get this book because it's selling for 150. It's the first appearance of Rogue. 580 for a CGC 9.8 for the first appearance of Rogue and Todd McFarlane's favorite comic book. He said that in interview with me. Hot damn. I love this book. This is one of those that you'll find in a collection. It's just kind of a sleeper key because it's Avengers Annual Number 10. So you're looking for a major X-Men character that first shows up in the Avengers run and a lot of people weren't buying their annuals. So if you get this, it's kind of a book that you have to know and it's becoming a bigger and bigger key every single year. You know, it's not becoming bigger and bigger is Rogue's butt because this book is on the list, as far as I can tell, because we got the trailer for X-Men 97 this week and some... People who watched it decided to freeze frame certain frames of Dude, this trailer. You, like, what would happen if they gave her a giant butt? It would be the, like, 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 like they can you used imagine to? they're like, come on, kids. And that's what they show. They're like, like, what are they? It's, just like, it's, it's really silly. It's really, but if you really care, then you're being really silly. Butts. We just got done talking about butts for a whole number on this list for the first, <laughs> uh, hopefully last time. We're seeing 375% increase in copies sold of the first appearance of Rogue because I'm getting the feeling people are going to be like looking at this and kind of doing that Wolverine meme in the bed when people are just looking at old Rogue. That's really dumb. Like the us. Please like us. <laughs> <laughs> Things are going downhill, guys. If you haven't figured it out after six years, we're just giving up. 
Hit the like, slap the subscribe button. But for real though, number one on the list, I think is a awesome book to own and it's selling for like super cheap and I think it is a timeless key comic book. Number one on the list. If it wasn't before, it is now. X-Men Adventures, number one. This is basically like the comic book equivalent of the X-Men animated series from back in the 90s. This first issue hit out. (laughs) (laughs) This first what? This first issue dropped in 1992. (laughs) Tom's just laughing at me now. That's just how we're doing the rest of this video. $18 average sales for X-Men Adventures, number one, with a high 9.8 from like today? Is that today? That's like two days ago. My days are all messed up. A high 9.8 hit $180 oh two my days gosh. ago. Oh my gosh, 180 Only if she's 5'3". Russ has been waiting <laughs> to do his Mix-A-Lot reference for like 10 minutes. <laughs> I'm just going to throw him in. He was waiting for so we gotta long. We got to end this. Gabe responsibly. <laughs> like, get out of here. Crash Go. on issue three comes out um, in a month, so you have to put your orders in really, really soon. Yeah, that too. <laughs> I think we've devolved. Like today. I think today's the deadline. If you're watching this the day the video comes out, then is this you might that have a chance. Deadline? Yeah. You might have a chance to pre-order Crash Down 3 at the time you're watching this, but you probably don't. So who cares? We'll just cut this anyway. Just bug your LCS. They may be able to put the order Tell out. them they should have bought more copies, because I did. And it agrees of 850%. And the trailer came out. People are excited. The book is awesome. I feel like it's going to be a timeless key no matter what. Clearly, it's been you know, brought back. From the 90s for good reason. Crashdown issue two does come out on Wednesday. You need to go and pick it up. And the day of this release is the last day to put your orders in for issue number three. Please support our first written work, horror sci-fi with living horror legend Ben Templesmith. Yeah, people die in it. It's pretty graphic and gross and scary. So if that's your jam, then, you know, maybe go check it out. We appreciate your time today as always. Geek Responsibly. Enough said. 